0: Welcome to the NetFit podcast. I'm Kim Green, and today I'll be spending some time with my favourite person in the whole wide world, my mum Denise. She is the best athlete in our household—an Olympian, Com Games gold medalist, mum of four, nan of two, and my NetFit training partner. Today we're powered by the Athlete's Foot. Get fitted for your position and own the netball court this season with the fitting experts. Welcome mum to the NetFit podcast. How do you feel? Oh, I feel very nervous today. Um, Not something that I normally do, but anyway, all for NetFit. And I I must confess, I told mum we were going to do a podcast today and she got all dressed up and her makeup looks amazing. And I walked in and said to her, oh, we're not on camera. So my bad. I'm sorry about that, mum. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here today. Our net fitters absolutely adore you. Uh, from the last challenge to now, they love seeing you working out with us, alongside us. So I went to Instagram and asked our net fitters what they wanted to know from you, what answers they wanted to know Um how you brought me up, what my netballing career was like, what it was like being a mum on the sideline. But the first question I want to ask is what your favourite netfit workout is? Ah,
1: definitely hit. I like footwork. Then that's, that's a buzz. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And can I tell everyone, mum is a bit of a freak when it comes to uh, exercise. I, I just remember We went and did a session one day and you're working out next to me. I'm like, I just have to beat my mum. Like I can't let mum beat me, Um, but she's so super fit. So like I said, we went to Instagram, asked a few questions and um, I guess I just wanted to paint a picture to start off with, with what our um, life was growing up. Like, you know, where did we live? Um, How many siblings I have? Talk a little bit about what it was like growing up. Okay. Well,
1: originally we lived at Cogra, then we moved to Carlton, and then eventually Sylvania. We have I have four children: three girls, one boy. All three girls are the oldest, and the boys. And my son is obviously the youngest. Now, living, uh, we had very, lo- very much competition in our family, <laughs> and but you know, every every child is different, and that's I think. That's the most important thing too, that they are all different.
0: Yeah, and I think um, we'll talk a little bit about everyone. I have an older sister called Lauren. Obviously, I came in second. Shanae, my younger sister, third. And then Ty, Poor, poor Tyron, one of four but all three girls above him. Very three
1: dominating people. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's more it. Uh, But he he survived, and everyone everyone is good. Everyone's on board, and everyone's has their own life, has their own independence. I think that's more it. They're all independent in all very different ways. Like, yeah, they are. They're just different.
0: Yeah, and and we are we are super different. We have all different interests. But Mm -hmm. like you said, at the end of the day, we all come together and um, we get along really well. So. Very fortunate to have a good family structure like that. Mm. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to get straight into the questions now that people know a little bit about our life growing up. But people want to know, and I'm a little bit nervous about this, what Kim was like as a baby or a child.
1: Right from the word go, Kim, Kim was actually very sick at birth. She was born very sick and... I still believe to this day it's just her strength in her nature that brought her through as well. So, but as growing up, she was just had a special quality—a better a, a coordination thing. It was it mainly, you know, like by the age of one, she could climb a trampoline, follow a sister onto a trampoline, get on the trampoline, jump coordinated, and you know, and always just had such special little qualities that, you know, was just coordinated. The word is coordinated, and you know, I think that got enhanced as it just went on and that made her you know she started athletics and you know it was just all coordination and that
0: you know helped it considerably and I think um from what I remember is that I was such an active kid and like you and dad allowed me to you know go into most sports just to see what I was good at I think that's the one thing that Uh, I really recognised as a child was that I was given every opportunity to see what fit Mm. for me. Uh, What was the decision like in doing that? Well, you know, like we joined Little A's. I think that was,
1: you know, just an important part of it. Um, Swimming, obviously swimming, because, you know, swimming is is a great healthy sport and you should know how to swim. Besides that, everyone should know how to swim. And, you know, like, and that's once again comes down to, you know, you were good at everything at athletics. You were just good generally, you know, and that's where, you know, you just went from there. You just went and everything that you did, you did well at. And, you know, you could throw the shot put, you could throw the discus, you know, you could do everything, you know, like it was just a coordination thing. Once again, getting back to a coordination thing. And, you know, you tried really hard and you always had to beat everybody. You always had that. Extremely that competitive. Extremely competitive. <laughs> <laughs> and and would train and train and train. Like do, you know, before an athletics meet, you should go and run and jump into the swimming pool, you know, to make a long jump better.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, trying to get that record up. I yep, remember every always. Friday night I would, yeah, like mum said, I would run 20 metres and launch myself into a pool because there was no fear in where I was landing there. Yep, And That's, then I'd go and try and get my record and break the record from the previous week. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, that was – yeah, I have so many great memories of that. But I, I think one thing that I wanted to touch on and um, it's often a little bit of a joke in our family was – um, Kim, the nosy little child. <laughs> <laughs> she
1: was she was a very nosy little child, but but yeah, you know, like in a good way, in a very very good way. You know, like when we talk about being nosy, you know, she's actually interested. You know, we did a, a school interview one time there, and at the interview, she said. She actually w- wants to know too much. And yeah, the teacher was quite offended. And I said, In what way? And she said, Because she wanted she wanted to know what I did on the weekend. And I said, <laughs> and I turned around to her and I said, That is a gift. I, sh- I said, She's not actually being nosy. She's actually interested. She's And she was. She was interested in what she had to say. And And she took it, and Kim has this ability to talk to little kids, big kids, grandparents, and she had that it's you know in primary school, you know that ability to to want to to be interested and I think it's that's an important part of life, you know they're one of the goals you know in life if you can talk to people
0: yeah the the teacher caught it nosy, but oh, mum no. thought it was good, and I like and I even to this day will poke bears until I get something out of someone I think um that's something that I love to do just because I'd love to invest in people even if they don't feel like they want to invest the more I invest the more I might be able to get out of them I, I don't know I don't know if I saw that at a young age but I just remember remember always asking people oh what would you do on the weekend or mm-hmm. you know what's your family like or how many sisters do you have Um yeah so a little story about my teacher at school. Yeah, but that, that is an important thing
1: though, asking people, you know, how they are and then people will walk away and go, "Ah, oh, what a nice person, you know, like, and she is interested and, and generally
0: interested too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on to the next question. Which is one of my favorite questions. What was Kim's favorite snacks growing up? Did she have a
1: big appetite? Oh my golly.
0: She <laughs> definitely had a big appetite.
1: Always wanted to know what she was having for dinner at breakfast. Yes. Always still does. Yeah. You know, always wants to know. What's for lunch, what's for breakfast, what's for dinner. You know, so about having snacks, always mainly healthy, you know, like it was always grapes, you know, no matter what you put in front of Kim, she ate. But, you know, I can tell you about, go back to a, you know, we were in a running event. And she, she went to into this running event and she came away and she won it. And I said, oh, my golly, you won that. And she said, I was always going to win that. I asked them what they ate before the race. <laughs> Competitive and, Kim again. <laughs> yeah. And, they, and she told me, she said, some had chips, some had ice cream, some had all this junk. She said, I never ate anything wrong. I was always going to beat them. And that was her mental side of things. But, you know, like food is what you, whatever you put in your body, that's what happens. So, you know, like, and it's always got to be good. It's always got to be balanced. And like I said, she was a big eater. So,
0: yeah. And we often talk at Netfit about trying to keep things, um, I guess, a little bit different in how you eat, but still trying to get the nourishment into the body and for me when we would be at little athletic state trials or regional zone whatever it was it was a full day event you were there from like you'd leave home at six wouldn't get home till 6 p.m. mum would pack all the food for the day so I was never buying at the canteen uh, or anything or the vending machines or anything like that it was always packed ready to go but my favorite part of the day although you know, you have your little bits and pieces. I had Vita Wheats with Vegemite. I had grapes, sandwiches, um, you know, salads, whatever it might have been on the day. But my favorite part was the Lucas Aid before I would go to run, which gave me a little bit of a sugar hit before I ran. Um, and it was just like having a soft drink. That's what I thought soft drink was like. Uh, but those kind of uh, snacks was such an important role on such a huge day. Yeah
1: most definitely and also you know like she never missed out there would be people (laughs) coming up and they would say oh would you like a lolly or would you like a bag of chips she'd say yes please she'd grab a (laughs) bag of chips run back to me and give it, put it in a bag and then after all the events she would have a
0: great time I would I would we would you know if I had done well and I you know and it wasn't about winning I no. think it was never about winning but it was if I put everything in to that race or that event or whatever I was doing mum we would always get McDonalds on the way home just as a treat or um yeah we would get an ice cream on the way out or whatever it might be as a treat but it was more for actually trying as opposed to winning and um I just knew if I tried hard enough then that would be my reward and I can have all those snacks at the end of the day. Yeah. Well,
1: you never missed out. That's no. basically it. You never missed out. It was just you had it at a different time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's important. That's yeah. really, really important as well.
0: Which leads perfectly into the next question that we were asked. What is your parenting style like? Um, having four children, mm. a lot of them doing all different things at one time. Yeah. Um, I can tell everyone what her parenting style was like, but I'd love to hear from you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was a pretty tough, hardcore person, unfortunately, (laughs) because having four, you know, like especially I had three in three years too, so, you know, like it was just hard and, you know, like... Yeah, you haven't got time you don't have time you don't you know it all has to go to run to plan or you know it's and it's hard and like she said like Kim just said that um you know everyone's going in different directions my son liked music you know like um you know Lauren was in I was in netball as well and Kim was more into athletics as a younger child more so than you know and then Sinead well Sinead is Sinead Sinead had had things on as well she played netball too so as a runner yeah no she and it's very hard and and you know like my parenting skills I am tough I'm a tough call you know like you know honest very honest well she gave me a bit of back chat one time there and I said to her that's all right you get yourself to training and so off she off she went, and and she went on it. She had a, one of those little scooters, you know, razor scooters. Anyway, she I made her go on the train to wander to do a training session. So what happens? She comes home and tells me she gets robbed by for her scooter. <laughs> she got mugged at the train station. <laughs> so I thought, oops, hmm, I better rearrange these train the the disciplined side of things here.
0: Well, and it probably taught me never to to talk back. Um, as much as I did I would say but um, I I think um, what I remember growing up and still to this day is we are very similar people um, the way we go about things it's very straight to the point and probably our communication skills were um, very in your face as it was to me so um, as much as yes we had our disagreements but um, it was also I feel like we share quite a bit together and um, we have a lot of values that are very very much the same i agree 100 percent with that yeah,
1: yeah i do I, we are very similar we are very yeah unfortunately sometimes i shoot too far too quick from the hip but you know like it's and i say i say what i think unfortunately and maybe it's not the most diplomatic way but you know what you know life is life and sometimes you have to deal with what you you know what facts are facts too, you know, like, so. Yeah. Yeah. That I think,
0: yeah, I, like I want to just give a little bit of an example of how tough you were. And it wasn't that tough, but when I was 16, it was very tough. I wasn't allowed a boyfriend until I was 16. Now, can I tell you, my older sister, Lauren, who's five years older than me, she had a boyfriend earlier than that. So uh, my question is, why was I held back for an extra year or two when Lauren could go out partying with her mates and have a boyfriend. And what was the difference? Well, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. But there must have been a really good reason. Well, I feel like I was
0: probably a little bit more wild than Liz. The
1: wild child would have been the factor of it.
0: <laughs> and I think this is something that always pops up Well, when Dad is here. Uh, he's always saying, oh, you're just a bull at a gate. And he always says that, like, I just sometimes just go headfirst into things. So it's probably great having those um, structures around me well at I an think, early age.
1: I think also though, you, you you know, like you always push things to the limit. If you if I gave you an inch, you took a mile. I do. <laughs> and that was I think that was more it. we you know, like Lauren is the quieter type of child and and yeah that Kim would take you know if if I said 11 o'clock she'd make it 11 30 <laughs> and if I said 11 30 she'd make it one <laughs> yeah. so I think that's that's more you know I think horses you know like you have to just realize that every each. child is different and each to their own and and that's exactly how you have to treat your children you know each has their good benefits and you got to try to emphasize on that as
0: well yeah and I think you did that uh, like now, looking back, it was yeah. definitely the right decision, not allowing me <laughs> to have a boyfriend before 16. Um, on to the next question. Do you think, did you ever think Kim would make it as an athlete, whether it was running, swimming, netball? Um, and what were the signs that you saw?
1: Definitely, I thought Kim Lee would make some, uh, make, go somewhere in her life. And I knew it would be sport. Um, she loved every sport, fabulous swimmer. Even though one state hated it, one state at in and hadn't swum and lap, and then <laughs> but just had that strength and had the coordination. Once again, coordination. Um, I thought I was hoping Kim would make it as a um, runner, as a heptathlete. I really did think she was capable of representing Australia as a heptathlete, and I did. Very good hurdler, cross the board, everything, throwing. Every, every single event she had it covered um, netball just had a natural gift I think it was also with netball because her sister is five years older we went to so many events with Lauren going to carnivals it was just natural she sat next to me she listened to every word I had to say you know, whether they were doing this or that, you know, she just picked up on things. And and later down the line, people would say to me, a lot of coaches would come up and say, I told her to do one thing, she goes out on the court and she did it straight away. And I think that's the thing, she was willing to listen and, and take it in, have a go at it, try it, you know, like, and she did. And that's why she was... She was, you know, she had the ability, she had the guts, she had the speed, you know, like athletics is a speed, speed thing, and so that brought it into a netball. Um, did I think she'd make it? Yeah, yeah, oh, I that's did. That's nice.
0: It's funny because we, as as young, as a young kid, that wasn't the emphasis of why I did things. Um, you know, for me, like I never, like I looked up to Melinda Gainsford; mm. she was like my idol as a runner. Kathy Freeman was also amongst those um but as a netballer like I we didn't go to any of the elite games or you know it was like that wasn't part of what I did I went to basketball camps but there wasn't really any netball camps at the time that I kind of went to and it was really interesting when uh, I did get the phone call to come in to train with the Swifts at the time um like for me I, I don't know I don't know if that Played well into that little role that I was going to to play for them because I actually wasn't that nervous going into that training session what was that like when I did get that phone call from Julie Fitzgerald to come in to train with the girls how did you feel because I I, from my memory I was okay was I okay yeah you were yeah yeah I I think we Really and truly, we said that I spoke to
1: Kim about this before the podcast started. I never, for once, not for one second, did I think that Julie was looking at her to bring her into Swifts, and I honestly believe that. And I, I never, we just went because she was supposed to be coming in for a training session, and and then to be looked at at that level was, you know, like these players, everyone has their time, and we just. I just look at what happened that day and I thought oh my god you are so out of your depth Kimberly you are so out because but Julie you know to her credit you know saw something and you know it's it's just amazing how you went from there and how um, you know when she when Julie rang cuz you were under uh, under 18 I had to say yes to it and and we had no idea and I and I couldn't believe it that she wanted you in the team because I thought there was so many other players that were more, far more experienced than you that should have been looked at. But, you know, she saw something in you. So, you know, and look, proof's in the pudding now, you know. So, but also, you know, I remember when, you know, like just going out on that court, the first thing you did was, you know, you threw a bad pass. But the second thing you did was get, you got it back. You know, you defended so hard that you got it back and then it went back down again. And I think, you know, that, that, ah, that bit of
0: ah in, in your game is what makes you what you are. And what I remember from that day was walking in to the sports halls at um, the Homebush, and the one thing that I really was thinking when I was walking in was, okay, like these people are so much older than me, what, what am I going to talk to them about? That was my main concern: was what am I going to have in common? What can I ask them to be able to, you know, have a conversation or an in-depth conversation with them? And yeah, I don't know. For me, it wasn't. It was a little bit nerve-wracking once I got there, but not really. Once I got on the court, I was fine. Yeah, I remember
1: Kath Cox coming up to you, and because she was standing next to me, and. She said she, – and she says, come on, Kimberly, we're going to have to warm up now. And I looked and I went, oh, my God, are you going to be able to catch one of her passes? <laughs> you know, like – and that's – you know, like I just remember Kath coming up and then Liz and Julie coming up after the game. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they were – that's just such a special moment because, you know, when we had young ones coming into training – I almost took it upon myself to make sure that they felt comfortable because I remember what it felt like. And I remember what Liz and Kath did for me that day to make me feel comfortable. And to be honest with you, Liz, Kath and Selena Gilson were the only three people that I knew in that team. I didn't know netballers. I had no idea about netballers. So, mum, what was the first game like? What was it like? Because I know for me, I was sitting behind the bench the first year. I'd broken my wrist during the season. And then the second year, I was sitting on the bench. But for me, I was having a great old time. What was it like for you? Well, I think the first game, you know, like I think
1: right from the word go that we knew we had to get there early. (laughs) We had to get there early to make sure we always watched you warm up. Mm. And the very first game, well, that was nerve-wracking because you're out on court and obviously the pressure's on her because – she can't afford to drop a pass in a warm-up, and you can't. Nope. Nope. And Liz would really hoe down on her if she mm. dropped anything. And, you know, it's and the expectations. The expectation is such at a much higher level. And obviously, and so we always made a point right from then on that we would – always get to the game really early so that we can always make sure that she warmed up properly because we knew she was never gonna be on the court. So <laughs> but that's 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 you know, but everyone has their time and that's you know, we were happy with her being on the bench. We would you know, like just being part of the Swiss team at that time was just, you know, like just out of the ballpark for
0: us. And there was thirty, thirty odd of them that would come early. Oh, and sit there and they would cut dinner short to make sure that they would be there on time to, to watch me warm up, make sure I didn't drop a ball. And it was so interesting. That was when I first learned that warm ups were so important for a game and the performance that you put into a warm up was going to reflect the way you started a game in particular. And Liz and Kath really, uh, you know, drilled that into us. And we used to have a woman of the warm up. And we would sit there and you would vote who was the woman of the warm-up after the warm-up. And if you were selected to go onto the court, you were excluded from the woman of the warm-up. You couldn't win it. So we would all sit there and go, okay, just got to nail my warm-up. And if I don't get on, I might win woman of the warm-up. And that was just a great little way of being able to also, I guess, like keep... Your your attention throughout the game. Keep embracing what was happening, whilst having a little bit of fun because sometimes sitting on the bench is not fun, and we all know that, and we all want to be out there on the court. But that was our way of being able to go. You know what? I nailed that. I came here to warm up really well, and if I get on the court, great. Um, but if I don't, I nailed my warm up, and I was able to prepare the girls to get out on the court and do their role. So first game, first touch. I remember it was against the Orioles um, and I was thrown on at wing defence. I had a belly full of cheese and bacon rolls because that's what Mrs Troy used to have on the bench. What were your thoughts when I first made my debut? Uh, When she went on that day, I thought, oh, my golly, she's playing wing defence.
1: It was my first because Kim was more of a centre in those days anyway. But she went on and, and taking over from Selena as well. Wow, you know, like Selena was. She was just the best. It was defense. she was just the best, <laughs> and she was, and you know, like, but you know, to Kim's credit, I remember she played really well, and that I think, you know, to go on at that uh, that elite level is, and not to try to make a mistake
0: is is probably what the what it is, and I but she Wii did really was well. A, a good position to go on as when you're debuting because like essentially all you need to do is really bottle up your player is what a wing defense's role Mm. is Uh, sometimes you know you had the lizellas you had the Ali Broadbent, you had all these fantastic players around you taking intercepts you didn't need to take intercepts Mm. all you needed to do was just bottle up your player so thank you julie for putting me into wing defense and not wing attack where i probably would have shown all my flaws but I guess the last question that I have for you, mum, is um, how did you think netball developed me as a player and a person? Uh, Yeah, like, Kimberly, what you've learned from many
1: people, from many coaches. And I think, you know, like through all aspects... Uh, not just netball through athletics, you know, like you've had so many great coaches, you've learned, but you've been willing to listen. And I think as a person, you're a nice person. Mm. And I, I always said that about Selena. I always said to you, you know, she was to me, someone that was just a lovely person and and I used to say that to you if you turn out just like Selena it'll be lovely but you know like him you have done so well you've just you know like I watch you talk to people and and your communication skills and and what you do you know with your netfit you know like it's just you know like with Sarah and you know it's just wonderful it's just what what you're doing is just wonderful and if people just realize you know like I just remember my, you know, when I coached, I would go onto NetFit and look at all the coaching sessions, you know, <laughs> and that's how I, and I say to, you know, I rang someone up the other day and I said, all the training sessions I did with your daughter were all from NetFit, you know? And I said, you know, like you just, just learn so much. So what you guys are doing is
0: just wonderful. Oh, thanks mum. And you're a huge part of that as well. Working out with me, my best little training partner. <laughs> Uh, But just want to say a huge thank you for taking the time to sit down with me, have a cup of tea, talk through all, you know, bits and pieces of my career and my life. And um, I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me.
1: My pleasure. I love doing it too.
0: Today, we're powered by the Athlete's Foot. Get fitted for your position and own the netball court this season with the fitting experts.